You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. Today we're going to turn to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. We're talking about trials, and this is a very uh, much misunderstood verse of Scripture. And when you thoroughly understand Hebrew communication, Hebrew thought, how the Hebrews communicated, how God communicated with them, God uses metaphors to help us understand abstract ideas. As long as ideas remain in the abstract world, they're a little fuzzy, a little hazy. They can mean a number of different things. For instance, people have done all kinds of things under the verse, God is love. And so uh, in their interpretations, they say, well, you know, God accepts every kind of behavior. God accepts every kind of philosophy. After all, God is love. He never disapproves of anything. Oh, no, God would never punish. God is love. Because they do not understand Uh, the concrete teachings that go along with that abstract idea. The concrete brings the idea into focus where you really get it. So let's go to 1 Peter 1, verse 7. Let the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now when I was a little boy, I stayed with my grandmother, Uh, She was a godly woman, went to church, prayed a lot. And I remember her going through the house kind of singing to herself. And I remember hearing her saying, the trial of your faith is more precious than gold. Well, to lift that that statement out of 1 Peter 1.7 is an incomplete and incorrect idea. And I'm not putting my grandmother down. She had a limited understanding here, as we all do. I have a limited understanding. I'm still learning what all God is doing. But it's important to take a careful look at the metaphor to understand the exact idea. So we need to look at this verse and to see what the comparisons are. Uh, Faith is like gold. The trials are like fire. And the word precious is opposite of common. So the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Trials are not precious. If we were to do a little survey in your neighborhood, knock on all kinds of doors and ask people, have you had anything bad happen to you? They might even not know what a trial is, per se, if they're not in church or understand uh, scriptural language. Uh, but if you ask them, have you had any kind of negative thing happen in your life in the last 90 days or so? Uh, everybody's going to say, yes, we had this, we had that. Some people will have more than others. Some people may have just come through something very heavy. Everybody's had a trial. Uh, The Bible says there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. So trials are common. Uh, That's why we don't make jewelry out of aluminum pop-top lids. Uh, We don't because it's common. It's common. You see those everywhere. They're in the the landfills and the garbage dumps. Uh, So we don't give gifts of common things like that. Uh, We want to give gifts out of precious things. So trials are not precious. They're quite common. 
So your faith is rare. The Bible teaches that our faith is precious. You can't find faith in every household. You can't find faith in every neighborhood. There are whole neighborhoods where there is no faith. Nobody in that neighborhood has any real faith in God, the kind of faith that makes a difference. And so faith is a precious thing. It's rare. It's like gold. You don't see gold just laying out in the yard. You don't have gold laying on the surface. Every now and then, someone like that uh, finds a nugget somewhere, but it's not in the middle of the city park. It's usually in a place where there has been gold and and, and, and a nugget pops up. So uh, your faith is like gold. It is precious. It's called a precious metal. Now think about this. Fire is compared to the trial. And if you put gold in a hot enough fire, you melt the gold, but you don't destroy the gold. Years ago, I went to South Africa and uh, we went to a gold mine and they took us through the process of what it took to get a bar of gold. I was blown away at how much stone, iron or gold ore in the earth that it took to get just a little bit of gold. It was unbelievable how much they had to crush to extract the gold out of the earth. So it went through quite a process. But anyway, they had a furnace in the room where we went, and they opened it up, and there was a way that you could pull this container out, and in it was a liquid ingot of gold. Now, our tour would take about two hours. We're going to go down an elevator and down into the earth. And so they would pull this ingot out. We saw it. It was molten. And you could see there was something smoking on the top. Boy, it probably would have been lead, some other impurities. And they didn't take them out. They could have. When the gold is liquid, that's a time to rid it of its impurities. Uh, but they left it like that so they could show for demonstration purposes what it would be like if uh, the, 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 there was uh, an impurity and you could see it. And this is how they get the gold out. In fact, you can't take the lead out until the gold is heated. So the trial does something amazing to the gold. It doesn't destroy it, but it puts it in its purest form. Your faith will never be as effective and as strong as it is when you're, as, when you're in a trial. When you're in a trial, that's when your faith goes into high gear. And it really perform, performs in top form. That's what the, the faith does. All right. So we go down in the ground, and we come back up a couple of hours later, and this, this molten ingot of gold is now solid. It has cooled off, and it's over there near the furnace. And so we saw what happened to a melted bar of gold, and we see a solid bar of gold. And so let's make sure we get this down. The gold is like faith. The fire is like a trial. Fires are common. Trials are common. So gold is precious. And, and what I want you to see is when a trial comes, it's a common thing, but your faith is precious. Your faith is like this precious gold that is not destroyed by the trial. Now that's important to know. Because people have trials all the time and do not develop strong faith. There's nothing in the Word of God that says that hardship builds faith. 
On the other hand, it does say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the way that we build faith is by hearing God's Word. That's what makes your faith precious because not everybody's listening to God's Word. Not everybody's in a place to be taught God's Word. So God's Word builds your precious faith. And the fires and the trials that come at you, and that's why trials are called fiery trials. You see that word in the New Testament, uh, or those two words. You see that because trials are meant to destroy and to tear down your faith. Now, another metaphor that would help you to understand the whole process of what happens in a trial is the metaphor of weightlifting. People will say weightlifting builds muscle. Well, yes, it does indirectly. But if weightlifting by itself, without any other thing, were to build muscle, then when you do your repetitions, one, two, three, and you're going to ten, then repetitions number eight, nine, and ten ought to be your fastest, quickest, easiest repetitions. They're not. And here's why. Because your weightlifting is tearing down your muscles. And that's exactly what you want to do. You want to tear down your muscles. And when you push with resistance against that weight, you're expending the strength and the cells of your muscle fibers, and they weaken. And that's why you have to rest in between lifts and rest days of the week. You can't do the same workout every day, uh, multiple days in a row. When I was in high school and I wanted to do my 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 uh, <clears throat> maximum bench press, I waited till Monday because I had two days of rest. I had Saturday and Sunday to rest, and I was always stronger on Monday than I was on Friday. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I would work out with weights, but I would lose just a little bit of strength by the time I got around to Friday. So I'd never tried to do my maximum bench press on Fridays. I waited till Mondays. Why is that? I wanted to let my body build back. So this is the way it is. A trial is like exercising weights and pushing and expending energy. You're fighting. You're resisting here and it tears down your muscle. Your body has to rest. And if you don't get good nutrition, if you're not being fed, if you don't eat right, your body, as much as it's designed to do this, it cannot build back the muscle tissue. And we've seen pictures of prisoners of war who were in prison camps, and they did exercises, but they didn't get good nutrition, and so they never built up muscle. They lost a lot of muscle tone and body weight. Even though they may have been in exercise, they were not being fed. It takes nutrition along with the exercise in order to make it work. So the hearing of the Word of God is the nutrition. It's the eating right. It's the rest. That's what the Word of God does to you. It brings rest to your mind, rest to your heart, rest to your soul. And so when you're feeding on the Word of God, you're replenishing your spiritual strength. Then when the trial comes and you push, you're using what you've built up. But the exercise of this actually causes you to rely more on God. And as you go back to the Word and think and meditate on the Word, you become stronger and you come out of the trial stronger than if there had never been a trial. Now that's a very important lesson. 
And I've waited quite some time to introduce this because a lot of people are shocked at this, that you can actually gain ground in a trial. Most people don't think like this. They think all I do is get back the ground I lost before the trial ever happened. I'm back to that place. And that's not what the Scripture teaches. You know, when you look at these people in the Bible who had trials, who resisted those trials with their faith, they wound up in a better place than had there been no trial at all. That's what happened with Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel came out of the lion's den in a better place than he was before he ever entered into the trial. The same thing happened with Moses. When Moses led the children of Israel across the Red Sea and the waters came crashing down later on Pharaoh and his army, Moses was in a better place than he would have been had there been no close call. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown in the fiery furnace, the king made it a law that you couldn't speak anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or you'd be cut in pieces and your house would be made into a dunghill. They were in a better place at the end of the trial than they were had the trial never happened. Now, I hope you see what I'm getting at here. When you fully appreciate this, you approach trials in a totally different way than you did before. Because, you know, really they're not fun if all you're doing is regaining ground, fighting to get where you were before this crazy thing happened and set you back. And that's not so. We are going to wind up further down the road than had there been no trial at all. And that is the lesson of this whole series, Trials to Triumph. And we're going to focus our next five lessons on that principle. Because when you fully get this, you will learn to count it all joy when divers' temptations come your way because you know this is going to be a real opportunity to gain ground. Well, we'll pick up here next week. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.